Hello and welcome back to another Wannabe Entrepreneur Podcast episode. My name is Tiago. I am your host. I've been your host for so many episodes now. People always ask me, like, how come you made so many episodes in, in a year? I don't know. I just like speaking with you. So welcome to another one. In today's episode, I'll be telling you about the WBE Demo Day, which was uh, after 10 weeks of working in their projects, the participants on the first WB Accelerator came together and pitched their projects, pitched about their journey and got amazing feedback from three great judges, judges that you might know, by the way. So I'll be speaking about that. I also want to speak about the brainstorming and the re-evaluation I'm doing in the community. I spoke with a lot of the members and uh, I've noticed that there are certain things that definitely can be improved. And uh, last but not least, I'll be also speaking about this podcast and what I want to do in the future. So a very packed episode, another episode about my journey, about the WB journey, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. So without any further ado, let's get started with today's episode. That's the sound of uh, myself brainstorming ideas for the community. Last week, I came back from holiday and I told you that it seemed that my business was able to operate without me being here, without me being present. Upon closer inspection in this past week, I've noticed certain uh, points of decay. I noticed that there were certain aspects of the business that if I would not be present for the next days or months, or to be honest, I really don't know, but I noticed that there was a certain decay. And I, I noticed that by, first of all, seeing the number of members reducing, there were a lot of people actually leaving the community, people that were not happy and uh, mostly people that joined recently and they felt that they didn't get the proper onboarding. And uh, of course, no one, almost no one actually joined the community. It uh, was my goal by the end of June to reach 500 MRR. And if you remember correctly, in the beginning of June, I had achieved 400. So it seemed plausible that I could uh, achieve that. However, we are now almost reaching the end and uh, my MRR is actually 395. It reduced. So it seems that I will not be able to achieve that goal. And this is super scary. This is super scary. But somehow I was already expecting this for some reason. When I saw my MRR duplicating, doubling every week almost or reach to the point that it was like getting faster and faster part of me and i guess this is a little bit the imposter syndrome was thinking that this had to stop i don't know if this was this kind of mindset that actually brought the bad news but the reality is that it stopped it stagnated i know why to be honest i really know why it, it's because i was absent it's because that i stopped doing marketing but 
my dream is to reach a level of uh, semi-passive income where I can just enjoy the community and not be worried or working on it literally every day. Unfortunately, we didn't reach that yet. And uh, now, since I return, I've been uh, focusing in trying to get it to the tracks once again on uh, restarting my marketing and uh, kind of planning a proper roadmap for the community. And I have to say that this is not easy. I don't know if uh, it's easy for you, but for my kind of brain at least, to focus on something so abstract, it's hard. It's much easier when I know what I have to do. Maybe it's the same for everyone. But uh, if I know that I just need to answer people on Twitter or answer people on Indie Hackers, that's easy. I just start my timer, my Pomodoro timer, and here I go. Answering every comment and plugging my community. When I have to really plan to think what will be my next steps in the next month, two months, six months, it becomes harder. I don't know. It's hard for me to focus my mind and my mouth always deviates to YouTube and Twitter, and it's hard to get 20 minutes or proper focus time. But that's what I've been trying to do, and I started by asking around in the community, having a couple of chats with people and understanding what they are going through. And one question that I asked around to a lot of the members of the community was, what is your ultimate goal as a bootstrapper? And for you, the listener, this could be also a good question. So pause here the podcast and, and think about it. What is your ultimate goal? What do you want to achieve as a bootstrapper? If you pause and think a little bit about it, you probably reach the same conclusion as I did and a lot of the answers, which was to reach ramen profitability, which basically is to have enough money to live off ramen. Or in other words, to pay your expenses. We want to pay our expenses from our projects, but not any projects. We want to do projects that we love, projects that we are passionate about. The word freedom came as well from multiple people. They said, I want to be free. And this this is kind of weird for me because from my experience as an indie maker and uh, since you have been following my career or my journey since then, you, you probably know, it's not really being free, is it? Because we are bounded to our projects. We work really, really hard. So we are always somehow bounded. And of course, that if we take, for instance, Peter Levels or Tony Dean or even Mark, the judo hacker, they have reached a certain degree of uh, MRR that allows them to be more relaxed, but you're always bounded to this. You, you still need to work on your project. So you, know, you are not completely free. But I totally understand what they mean. They mean that they want to make money doing what they love. So that's the goal of any bootstrapper, it seems, to reach financial freedom by doing the projects that they believe in and they are passionate about. And I always thought that the goal of this community was to help people to reach that. However, my second question, the question that followed up this first one about what is their goal, is do you think the community can help you reach there? And the answers there were not super clear. 
they mostly said yes, that they thought that the community could help them. But it seems that the reason why they were in the community was not necessarily to bring them closer to their goal. The reason why they were in the community was to meet other like-minded people, to create relationships with other indie hackers, other indie makers. They wanted to share their journey with others and learn from others. And this can be such a, a lonely journey that you need to be with others. And I think this is where I started to fail a little bit in the way I was organizing the community. Now, I'll tell you why. My goal with the community was, and it still is, to help people to reach profitability from their ideas. That's my passion. That's what I'm trying to achieve for myself. And this is what I want to enable on others. I, I want to help you get to this freedom that you all talk about. And I really believe that we can make the world a better place by investing more in these small indie hacking, indie making businesses instead of uh, going towards these multi-millionaire companies. And, and if you listen to the podcast where I speak about, I think it was um, two episodes ago, I spoke about how I don't want to work for these big companies, these big corporates, because they tend to be evil. They get corrupted by money. So I really believe that uh, I, the world will be a better place with more indie makers, and I want to help them. But I was focusing a little bit too much on that, and I brought features like the experts page, experts that you could connect with. I brought features uh, like uh, the um, wiki or the member pages, which are all kind of used, and in even the discounts, for example. I have discounts for other SaaS that uh, the members of the WB can use, but those are actually not the features that came to mind when people think about the WB space. What comes to mind are the random coffees, the Slack, the accelerator, and the events. All of these are features that have a component of interacting with others. And I've noticed that more and more what people want is face-to-face -face time because that's how you create relationships. If I, if I think about the relationships that I created in the community, the people that I speak the most with, those were all people that I saw through a webcam, people that I connect, that uh, I think only talking, only chatting on messages, it works, definitely it works, but you need always a little bit of the other part. You need to see the other person, you need to connect more in a human level. So that's what I've been noticing. This is something that I need to improve. I need to create these bonds and the community is there for that. That's my role. I, I need to help people to create these bonds. That's, that's the number one thing the community needs to do. After that, I can focus on bringing workshops about design or marketing, about uh, bringing these uh, discounts and these awesome other features that will complement and help you to get and to become a better entrepreneur. However, I kind of forgot about the most important thing, which is to create these relationships. So I've been thinking and thinking and thinking about how can I reach that? How can I create these relationships between people? Because one big, big challenge about this community is that we have people from literally all over the world. And this brings the challenge of having different time zones. If I schedule an event 
for my time, it won't fit people that are back in LA or Australia, right? So how do I come up with an organic way to create events that are somehow autonomous so I don't need to always participate on that and it fits everyone? Initially, I thought that the virtual office was the solution for that. It's an office that is always there and people can just join and interact with each other. And initially, somehow worked. I, I met a lot of people through that and I spoke with people around it. And I don't know why it just died. Like people are not using it so much. So the only thing that really works so far is has been the random coffees where I connect people. So it's one-on-ones and they speak with each other. It's really, really great. And of course, the accelerator. The accelerator that I'll be talking in in an instance worked really well. Five people that were part of a team met every week consistently and they were able to organize themselves without me. I didn't help at all. They just organized themselves every week to help each other with their projects. This was beautiful. And this is exactly what I want to achieve. So that's what I've been thinking about. How can I recreate this accelerator or this kind of spontaneous events in the community so that more people meet each other. And um, that's that's basically my focus. That's why I've been brainstorming like hell. And that's why I've been feeling a little bit anxious about it. But uh, that's enough about this uh, brainstorming process. Now I want to speak with you about something really amazing that happened this past week. The WB Demo Day. For the past 10 weeks, these uh, 10 people, or about 10 people in the end, they were a little bit less, worked together to reach their 10 weeks goal. So there was a bootstrapper accelerator, if you will. There's no money involved, but everyone in the beginning set up their goals and uh, we split each other into two teams, Team Orca and Team B. And uh, each team worked together, helping each other to reach their goals. Every week, for 10 weeks, they connected, they met, and uh, we had our demo day. The idea of the demo day is that everyone would come, share a little bit about their journey, their pitch, and uh, I had three amazing judges giving feedback. So in the end, we had Anna Bibikova, Mark LG, and Dagobert. And I'm really thankful for them for accepting this, for doing this for free, for taking three hours of their time to hang out with the WB community. And and this is also, by the way, where the podcast comes along. All of these people are people that I met through the podcast, people that I interview, and this network could only be possible by having this podcast. So the podcast is not only about making money, it's also about this kind of network. But back to the WB Demo Day. So it w went really well. One really cool thing that happened was that Dagobert was actually here in Lisbon. He was here with his wife, Lucy, for, I think, 10 days or so. And uh, he actually came to my place. It's so crazy because we met only on uh, Twitter and, of course, with, uh, with the camera when we were chatting and doing the interviews. But seeing a person that you've met through the internet face-to-face -face for the first time. I know that it's more normal nowadays, but it's still a different or interesting experience, right? Because, for instance, I I didn't know how tall he was. <laughs> I know that this is, might mean nothing, but uh, by the way, he's taller than me. So this kind of little cues, cues, <laughs> cues, cues, 
keys? Cues. Yeah. This kind of little cues. They you cannot have them or pick them up through the internet. You need to be there's still this need to be face to face, in person. There's always it's still a bit different, isn't it? So I know this is what um, Mark Zuckerberg is trying to solve with his meta and everything. But so far, we didn't achieve that. So it was really a great experience. And uh, Dagobert came. I got him a microphone. And we had like a very professional setup. And uh, yeah, the event started. It was super, super fun. And uh, there was really great feedback. One thing that I could do better maybe is manage each other's time. Because there was people that spoke a little bit more than others. But this is always hard to, to manage, to be honest. But it's something that I can improve. But in the end, I think everyone did a great job. Everyone brought their A-game, actually. Everyone brought really great presentations. And uh, in the end, we voted in the best presentations, in the best products. The one that won the best product was Kazi. Congratulations, Kazi. His product is called uh, Lab Social, and it's a tool to help you interact better on Twitter. It will tell you with whom you should interact more, and uh, it's, it's a really cool tool with a lot of potential. But there's a lot of great tools as well, a lot of great products. And uh, I'm, I'm super proud, actually, to see all of these people, all of these people that are part of the WB family doing such amazing projects. One thing that I think everyone in general could have improved a little bit was to speak more with their uh, users, with their target users. And I know that in Team Orca, we did that a little bit more. Unfortunately, most of the members couldn't present from Team Orca. But with Team B, I thought that, yeah, there was a need a little bit more to speak with the users, to understand what they want. And this is something that we tend to forgot, to forget, but we, we should definitely do it. So if you are an indie maker... Make sure, I know that can be annoying, I know that you want to start building right away, but make sure to speak with your target users and even ask them, like, what is the problem that you need to be solved? Is this solving your problem and would you be willing to pay for it? So these are key questions that you need to ask before even starting writing your first line of code. Anyways, it was a great, great event. Kazi won the best product and... Uh, I had three other. I had the hardworking and biggest biggest lessons. Wolfi won the biggest lesson. He's doing a, a product called the Yellow, and uh, it's it's a really hard problem to implement. It's a marketplace for uh, the local store, so a way for you to basically be able. It's like an Amazon for local market, and the the biggest lessons here was that it's really hard. You have the chicken and the egg problem, right? So it's really hard for you to get users without stores and to get store owners without users. So he, he gave some um, some possible solutions for that problem, so it was really interesting. And then the third category was the hardest work, and for that uh, there was a tie between Kazi and Dries, and Dries worked on a cool project called Quotas.io that basically allows you to create quotas on the fly for your product. So let's say you have a SaaS and you only want people to use um, two times without paying, but the third time they need to pay. So by integrating his tool, you can do it out of the box, super easy. You don't have to play with Stripe or anything. So all great projects and all the other ones were really cool. I will, by the way, create a page with all of this documented with all the products and I'll share it around and I'll let you know once that's available. 
One uh, interesting thing that happened after the demo day, so after the three hours of the event, Dagobert said, okay, Tiago, I'm itching to go on Twitter. And he completely disconnected and opened his phone and it was like super focused on Twitter. And I was trying to somehow chat with him, speak a little bit with him because I didn't before, right? So when once he arrived, we immediately started the event. But he said like, Tiago, I really need to focus on this. And I found this really interesting. Uh, I, I'm not this kind of person. I, I cannot just like focus in one thing. But it seemed to be very organized in that sense. And uh, maybe that's also a reason why he's so successful on Twitter. After that, after about 30 minutes of focusing on Twitter, he was again super available for chatting. And then his wife Lucy came and we had a great, great um, dinner. Uh, my, my partner and, and them, we went... For, for dinner, we had some typical Portuguese food, really, really good. I had a great conversation about Hindi hacking, about uh, life, and about France, and about Portugal, and about food. It was really, really amazing. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, it was great to meet you, Dago and Lucy, in person. And I'm looking forward now to, to go to uh, France, because they promised me that they would... Uh, have a very delicious, smelly French cheese for me to taste because I also gave them some smelly Portuguese cheese that they really enjoy. So really happy about that. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for the community. That's it for the events. It was really, really fun. And uh, regarding the um, co-working space, I told you last week that I was going to go to a co-working space, but I didn't go. <laughs> Yet. I don't know why. I just didn't feel like it moving to... It's only 20 minutes away, to be honest. But I didn't feel like going for some reason. I, I'm, I'm probably going today, hopefully. So, yeah, next week I'll give you more info on that. And uh, last but not least, let's speak about this podcast. This podcast. After the holiday, after this reset that I had on my brain, I've been questioning everything. And I questioned the community, as I told you before. And I've been questioning the podcast as well. The podcast has stagnated and uh, I have you, the listeners, and I can always count on you uh, about uh, 100, 120 people to listen to these um, freestyle episodes, like I like to call them. And then there's normally more people listening to the interviews. But this takes so much energy, especially the interviews. They take so much energy out of me. I need to find people to interview. And uh, the more people I interview, the less people I have to interview. So... I don't know. I, I feel that I have no options. And I get some emails sometimes of, of people kind of, uh, or agencies rather, proposing people to be guests in the show. But for some reason, I don't like that. I like to be the one inviting. If someone is somehow, especially if it comes from an agency, if an agency is asking for a certain CEO to be in the show, I don't know. It's it doesn't motivate me to interview them because it's so impersonal. If the CEO would ask me directly, that would be a different story. But an agency, I don't know. I don't like that. So as you know, for the past uh, two interviews, and probably this week will be the same, I've been republishing older interviews. Interviews that I really enjoy. I always give a little introduction on, the, on that particular conversation. And to be honest, there's always people listening. I, I've realized that a lot of the new listeners haven't or they don't want to go back to the older episodes, which is a shame because they're really great insights from older episodes. So I'm also, I, I do not regret, regret doing this, 
But yeah, I've been thinking a lot about the podcast, how I want to proceed, if I want to keep the same format or if I want to change to different kind of format or to different kind of interviews. So bear with me while I'm still figuring this shit out. Now I'm focusing on the community, then I'll focus on the podcast and uh, and and maybe then I will I'll uh, give you better information about it. Until then, most likely some of the interviews will still be republished, which is not bad. If you haven't listened to them, you should because I think they are really good and you can learn a lot from them. If you have suggestions on how I can improve the podcast or what you'd like to listen more, more interviews, maybe with um, smaller or starting indie hackers or people that I interviewed in the past and I could just bring them back and ask questions about what's going on with them and with their life, let me know. Send me a DM on Twitter. I'm always there. I'll always answer the DMs on Twitter. You can just follow me at the WB podcast and we can chat there for sure. And uh, that's basically it. Actually, there's uh, one more project that I've been thinking a lot about. It's completely different than indie hacking. It's, it's related to sailing. And uh, I, I've been more and more doing some customer interviews. It, it's a hard, completely different business, but I don't know, maybe this can be something. I, I don't want to share more about this project, but uh, I just want to say that I've been kind of also focusing a little bit on that. And uh, once the time is right, I will give you more information. And that's it. That's it for today's episode. I, I don't have any tips and tricks for you yet, unfortunately. I know that you always like to have this in the podcast that, or the episodes that have these kind of tips are always the ones that perform the better. But I also don't want to just create tips that do not exist. So if I have something next week, I will definitely bring to the show. But uh, for now, that's it. And you already know, if you like this episode, make sure to share it with your friends, tweet about it. And if you want to become a member of the amazing WB space, the Y Combinator of Indie Makers, join us. It's $10 per month and it's very simple to join. You can cancel at any time and the link will be in the description. Send me a DM on Twitter, bring a review or write a review about this podcast. And uh, of course, you can always buy the merch. What are you waiting for? You can have an amazing t-shirt of the wannabe entrepreneur or a mug store.wannabe-entrepreneur.com. This was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you next time. I've been eating too much cheese. I have to be honest. I have to stop. It's an addiction. I love cheese.